Hello and welcome everyone to the latest episode of the Indie Football Podcast where this week we are doing a very special episode today on women's football, the Euros and some other aspects of it. So, I mean, let's put it this way. We had planned about this episode for a really long time. It's also been a considerable amount of time that, pa- that has passed ever since we had finalized the guest for this topic. So, I mean, let's. it's only about now that we have been able to go forward and record this. So, let's start by introducing our guest for this. Thank you for doing this. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here, man. I know this has been a very long time coming, but I'm glad uh, we got the time to do this right now. Yeah, I mean, Anukar Adidev has to be a really patient man because the WhatsApp group that we have, the three of us, it's probably the longest standing one before we actually get down to <laughs> recording the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah, man, actually. And especially like there have been so many postponements and so many, uh, like so much uh, going around that <laughs> group. So I'm sure like he must be tired and, uh, you know, done with us by this point. But I'm glad we can finally record and talk about women's football, women's heroes and other things in, about football, football in general. Especially having a presenter, a sports presenter, someone who writes so well on sports and all. Yeah. Uh, in our uh, on our podcast is a pleasure and like i'm looking forward to it i mean like definitely when we uh, earlier today asked a bit about adidev he said that he's into cricket he's into football he's into uh, different kinds of sports which is also the kind of person that i am so i delve into different kinds of sports so it's always good to you know mingle with people like you adidev let's start off by asking you about your like earliest football memories if they are if they are any favorite clubs what attracted you to the sport something along those lines so what attracted me to the sport primarily like i'll not lie like uh, most other indian kids who are into sports most other indian kids i'm not saying all but most other indian kids who are uh, interested in sports i started off by probably watching cricket uh, because that was huge in yeah. my household and uh, but at like in the then came 1998 and then that was the world cup year now when i saw zizu i my first memory is the final uh, the 1998 final of oh. uh, france uh, became automatically my favorite team since that time uh zinedine zidane became uh one of my favorite players uh during that time so that's how i started following football to be honest and uh like my first memory of football is actually following international football rather than club football and uh after that uh came a very weird era where uh you know there uh, there was a time when i just couldn't choose a club right i just couldn't choose a club because uh there was newcastle who i had a soft corner for uh because of alan shearer or alan shearer or gary speed all of these people were playing and uh, there was uh at that time as well uh and there was juventus uh, at that time as well who were pretty pretty decent uh but i chose chelsea after uh, in the 2001 to 2002 season after seeing jimmy floyd hasselbank uh, because yeah. uh, jimmy floyd hasselbank uh, and the partnership that he had with ida good johnson uh, i mean that really uh, that really got me clicking because clicking with football because uh, seeing that partnership create so many chances for each other and 
मतलब बी सो मच इन टैंडम विद टीचर जस्ट मेड मी फील अ लॉट मोर कनेक्टेड विद द स्पोर्ट प्राइमरीली and yes. that's that's how i i, I started following chelsea and uh, it has been like that ever, uh, since uh, since that uh, since that time and the only change has been that uh, i have considered uh, lionel messi as a god uh, for for myself uh, like i'm a huge huge lionel messi fan uh, i um, there was a time when i was uh, only watching barcelona uh, games uh, because lionel messi was uh, in the lineup and since that time i became a small uh, closet barca fan as well <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah so yeah although there are a lot of uh, chelsea fans who actually tell me that you know kaise barca fan kaise matlab how did you forget in yesta how did you forget all of that you can't be a barca fan matlab there's obviously koi rule book to nahi likha hai ki ek club ko agar tum support karo to dusre club ko support nahi kar sakte aisa koi scene nahi hai so i mean i'm absolutely loyal to chelsea but there is obviously a like a supplementary feelings for some club and that's probably because of lionel messi so in short that has been my footballing uh, scene so far yeah i mean uh, uh, now a bit going into the women's football scene i remember how uh, i had spoken to anukar sir at probably 132 in the night when i texted him you know uh, <laughs> we we i mean we were not following all of the games but yeah some of the games where i saw i just texted him at the night on whatsapp and said you need to watch this game what's happening and then but i mean anukar sir however like the games that we have seen of the recently concluded women's euros what yeah. uh, what what did you make of it Uh, yeah like uh, first of all talking about that moment i remember i had uh, had such a tired uh, tiring day and i was about and then i saw your text i was like come on <laughs> i really want to see but i remember as soon as i started watching it in the first 10 minutes only it was like love at first sight and yeah. like it wasn't with all the players on the pitch um, it was with the way they were playing and how fluid their football was and that was with the england women's national uh, football team not the men's because that they are pretty symbolic to be very honest <laughs> when they play together Uh, so yeah, <laughs> they were they played really well and um, i was really awestruck by beth mead and uh, uh, i remember in that uh, semi final against sweden it was i guess uh, where uh, russo scored that goal uh, you know that no look sort of goal past yeah. the go- uh, goalkeeper i think that just you know set the tone for me becoming a, a women's football uh, you know fan because i mean uh, i uh, and i'm not saying it for the sake of it it actually really was fascinating how women's football can be so overrated and uh, the fact i mean i won't deny on twitter and all i have sometimes seen clips of uh, you know some really symbolic defending or uh, even attacking play when it comes to women's football but the but then there is the other side of it that we saw in the women's euros the just concluded competition and like throughout the tournament even the group stages the final like there were matches which were you know uh, thrilling matches uh, with uh, with mouth watering fixtures with players you know giving their all uh, a form of football which is much fluid relatively less physical than the men's game and that maybe you know gave it uh, more of a spectacle when it comes to you know watching it uh, from a fans perspective and uh, made us understand that you know if uh, 
more practice and if there's more uh, you know infrastructure developed then throughout the world women's football can be really developed and uh, you know its quality can be improved further because this was a step in the right direction and uh, just you know something that could be the start of things to come in the future yes i mean uh, Ad- like adidev i'm sure when you saw the uh, the tournament even when i saw it like it wasn't just one or two teams that of course England, Germany, Sweden, France were some of the teams that did well, but they were also that like whenever I saw any game, I did not get bored. I did not felt that the pace was too slow. I did not feel that the energy in the game it it needed a bit of pace injection of pace. Right. It was just always there, right? Right. I mean, uh, there were some teams against whom if you. uh against whom if you play uh there was there was a sign of a one sidedness uh, yeah. if i can coin it like that uh there because italy was that side if i if i may uh if i may say that because it playing against italy almost seemed like okay fine uh, probably this is going to be something that is going to be pretty one sided or this is not going to be a very close affair yeah. so uh that there were teams like that but i get your point mostly when you were lo- looking at the football uh, if you if you're watching the football was pretty end to end uh there were uh, both teams uh, both teams more often than not used to play uh, pretty openly uh, wide attacking football both teams used to actually prefer that a lot i was honestly uh, looking at france obviously as i said before a huge na- national football team uh, fan so i was obviously uh, following france throughout the euros and uh, it, it was the only match i didn't exactly catch uh was the semi final and they lost in the semi final yeah, right. <laughs> and, uh, and that that was pretty disheartening to be very honest because up until that i was like okay fine it's germany it's a tough competition but the way france was team rolling every opposition because yes yeah. they did have they did have their setbacks uh, i i thought uh, sometimes when it comes to providing the cutting edge france lacked that uh because up until the uh, final third france used to be absolutely clinical in what they did but uh, when it came to providing the cutting and cutting as they lacked that even they lost their lead striker uh, kind of early on uh, in in the euros journey uh and they had to make do with uh, the substitute striker as well although they did have cascari you know they did have their uh, defensive representation in uh, menard if i if i pronounce that right uh yeah so, yeah. so yeah. they did have defensive representation from these two leon stalwarts but uh, i i think uh, that is what uh, that is what gave away in the end because when i was watching the highlights of germany versus france as well i think that is what gave away in the end uh, lacking that cutting edge and uh, uh proving to be an absolutely clinical threat uh, in the final third is a very important part uh in the latter stages of any major U- european competition and i th- or or in the major stages of any international competition and i think uh, france bore the brunt of it but all in all uh england winning the euros and all of that the whole romanticism associated with uh, this whole scene uh, i i i just think it matlab uh, it it just elevates eyeballs for the women's uh, football uh, for the women's football scenario and i think it's it's good for the sport in general so uh, a pretty a pretty good accomplishment a pretty good milestone yeah i mean uh, i couldn't agree more even also this is now as we move forward to a separate segment where i remember 
when we first started of thinking about this episode what we are going to speak on it and anukar sir had to you know uh, there he will share a couple of interesting names with us here here anukar sir i think one of them is bala devi and yeah. the other one is manisha kalyan so i'm yes. sure many of us won't won't know much about it so here's and here's a bit of interesting trivia that i'm sure all of us will enjoy so please go for it yeah so like uh, i'll tell you two sides of the coin one where i'll name them and the other i'll you know uh, you know talk further about it and uh, the what i'll talk about that is a bit of a mystery so uh, okay the first thing i want to talk about is uh, are like two footballers uh, baladevi and manisha kalyan players on uh, you know uh, the uh, when it comes to age who are on the on opposite poles baladevi who is a veteran at 32 who you know just completed her stint at uh, rangers women and uh, he, she became a couple of years back she became the uh, first indian women's player to score for a european club and uh, unfortunately she had an acl injury and you know she couldn't really uh, get uh, much starts after that and uh, after that you know eventually she had to uh, leave them and she is looking for a new club at the moment uh but uh, like a, few, uh, a couple of years back it became like it it was a big news uh, out there you know uh, for a, a women footballer from india to actually uh, have her name in the european newspapers although it was although the first goal was you know just the last goal of a 9-0 victory but it meant a lot for us as a nation uh, and uh, another Uh, i want to talk about is uh, this manisha kalyan who is someone who recently uh, uh, got transferred to uh, this uh, club from cyprus in the cyprus first division right. uh, uh, called as apollo uh, apollo ladies uh, and the thing is what i felt was that uh, uh, she was all, she also scored against brazil recently in the match and became the first indian football player of either gender to score against brazil like i mean at this point even though how much we love the indian men's football team we cannot really imagine them scoring against brazil i mean a few years back i remember bayern came to india to play a football match and absolutely battered the indian football team and uh, the the fact remains that uh, these are names and as i was talking or discussing this with adidev uh, before the you know start of this podcast we are discussing that uh, while uh, these uh, are good achievements the fact is that the women's game in india Have, can do a can and has to do so much before you know it actually comes into the reckoning, and uh, it isn't just about the women who are playing it. It's also about the infrastructure, the you know development at the youth level, and uh, something which which we really need to build upon. And uh, like uh, the other thing I want to talk about is movements, movements in sports. Uh, in the nineteen eighty three cricket World Cup. we yeah. had uh, cricket was a was you know a, a sport in, known in the country but wasn't something which india were particularly particularly good at but that knock from kapil dev against zimbabwe it changed a lot of things those moments like these you know define the future of a can define the future of a particular sport in the country for years to come and i guess 
moments like when you talk about people someone like manisha kalyan uh, who at 20 years of age is you know uh, um, uh, is in the champions league qualifying uh, stage with her uh, club and might uh, you know even get to play in the champions league so i think moments like these uh, players like these can actually change things because at the end of the day people who grow up to be these footballers say years down the line maybe not now but say a, a decade later or a couple of decades later are inspired by these moments these journeys these stories and this is something that we need to change and there's something which we can bring about a change by actually you know uh, letting and encouraging these women footballers because uh, these stories will uh, actually, or i can actually decide upon what will happen in the years to come yeah i mean aridev we are still very much in the formative stages of women taking up football especially in india where it's not as much followed as cricket that and you know it's that sometimes can feel overwhelming and there's also truth that the cricket following has hindered the advancements of other sports in our country probably so these examples where like women footballers of these two people these will inspire certain sections of our population yeah i mean uh, i'll just keep it uh, brief because anukash has probably covered most of it so i'll just keep it brief uh, with with manisha as well if you uh, if you look at her iwl season before uh, probably how i think she scored in double digits i think she scored 14 goals in 11 appearances she's backed around 7 to 8 assists as well uh, if you look at bala devi the team that she has gone to rangers a pretty big team uh, if in the european circuit comparatively so if you look at these two accomplishments from that microscope it is it is huge i mean uh, yeah. it is huge for any big uh, any serious sports fan in india and that does turn eyeballs towards the women's football circuit but the uh, but always there is to to every coin there's a heads and a tails we have talked about the head section but if you talk about the tail section of it all indian football as an independent entity itself doesn't exactly have a serious following yeah. doesn't exactly have a, a massive serious following to be very honest everybody uh, talks about you know uh, the 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 blue tiger is awakening and all of that all of that is happening here i'm not no doubt every year there is a certain increase in the number of indian football fans who are there but the number of serious indian football fans that are there are not increasing every year and once you get serious about indian football as as an independent entity only then will you probably start watching indian women's football so uh, an example here is uh, if somebody if i want to probably bring up my younger brother and uh, tell him that okay fine you have to start following women's football and if i the first team that i show him is uh, is let's say our national football team ka koi match i really don't think so that uh, that is going to click with him i yeah. really don't don't think that is going to click with that probably have to show him uh, a, a game of a kolkata derby or anything to probably uh, transition him slowly into the indian football landscape and then into the women's football landscape is the reality of the situation i'm not i'm not mm-hmm. being a sexist here i'm not saying that okay fine the men's football scenario is much better than the women's football scenario in mm-hmm. india in india uh, i'm not being a sexist here. it's absolutely bang on real uh, mm-hmm. so uh, uh, and uh, that is exactly Like because the infrastructure that you probably look at uh, with uh, look at, look at the budget that is uh, allocated. That's what I was talking to before talking to Ankush before the podcast. The the budget that is allocated 
for uh, for in the, for football in general in the country uh, when it comes from the sports authority of india it is very less it is the share the share of it is very less and if you have to spread it out between men and women obviously men will get the lion share of it so uh, because uh, because there are a lot of uh, brands that are tied mm-hmm. up with men's football in in oh, the country oh. in the country so uh, to satisfy the marketing standpoint of it all uh, you really need to actually pay some huge or heavy bucks as well the players that the the players that uh, come into the icl or uh, sometimes they come into the i league as well they also demand a certain amount of wages um, specifically i'll take a case study of icl they, they demand a certain amount of lifestyle they demand a certain amount of wages and to pay that that also comes in the budget that uh, is being allocated to to football so i mean uh, all of this when you look at the bigger picture here you do notice the fact that yes there is a discrepancy between men and women and it's all down to cultural standpoint as well yeah. it's all down it's all down to how we are brought up as kids when we are brought up as kids it's not like ki agar kisi ko indian football follow karna hai so uh, to mera beta will be a uh, so if you are a sports fan मेरा बेटा बड़ा होके सचिन बनेगा मेरा बेटा बड़ा होके विराट बनेगा दैट्स आर द कॉमन थिंग्स दैट यू हियर लॉट ऑफ हाउसिंगेत्री nobody will even say that that is what i'm trying to imply if we have to probably improve women's football to a certain standpoint it's not down to the quality of the players on the pitch as i said manisha kalyan turno turn matlab jo usne 1.223 ka round uska average per goals goals per game ka she is doing her part she, players are doing their part on the pitch players are yeah. doing their part that's absolutely no fault of this they are absolutely quality players some of them are absolutely quality players deserve all of the success that they're getting but we have to do our own part to probably recognize women's football as something to probably spend our 90 minutes of a day for yeah i mean that's certainly thought provoking i mean because i just add a bit of personal bit that i've seen over the last one month so i mean uh sports is being recognized as like tools to connect with people right so like my father works in ontc so i mean yeah. it's a it's a public sector unit psu petroleum and all so recently on the last week he like he had gone to assam and i'd asked him for his office to like what's the work over there we sometimes have that conversation or so he said that i'm like i'm i'm going to do negotiations uh for the uh the, sponsorships that we are providing money for so turand cup as many of us would know is like one of the football tournaments mm. one of the oldest ones actually uh, so but it's not followed as much but uh, then i asked like ongc does not you like usually do this right so i asked him like why do i like why is why is your company paying money for this so he said that you know it's a it's a way to show the assam government that we are close with their people and of course we are also trying to promote sports promotes different kinds of 
they haven't traditionally done a lot of these sponsorships so these go to show these go to show the changing scenarios maybe i mean it's still like whatever adidev and i'm i'm, I'm really glad to see how depth in depth he, he has gone with showing what the reality is there's a still a long way to go but i was really heartened to see like when my said when my father said all of this but right. like i think i think it's been a pretty long pretty uh, densely populated uh, episode this where we talk about where we are lagging behind i mean just before we we want to wrap up on this uh, one of a kind episode i i also want to know from both of you i mean in all these years of following men's football and then suppose any of you are now for example you get for one day for a while you have this opportunity in in some football body where you can inflict some change regarding it so i mean is there something that current established football bodies can do to propagate the women football Im- improvement thing further you know what do you think like suppose you were there okay i have made you whatever i made you a man of power who can you know bring changes what are the some like two three things that you have seen all these years you might you know you might have thought that this is what by doing this we can maybe increase the popularity of women's sport anyway at the international level at the grassroots level whenever i mean anukash you can go first uh honestly mate uh, like thinking about this like uh, there are a lot of things but one thing i'd like really change is like uh, how you know women's football is interpreted in the grassroots level and uh, you know in the academies because uh, let's be honest like both of uh, both you and i like in our school time we have studied in schools in the ncr but like let's be honest how many of our uh, female friends let's just call them uh, were actually into football right yeah. when it came to playing football so uh, like uh, as we start growing older the number started become becoming less and less because you know and the thing is that uh, the perceptions and more than the perceptions that uh, there isn't uh, uh, like uh, enough you know encouragement from the side of the teachers or the side of the uh, people who you know are uh, playing uh, people who like uh, when we grow up we are taught moral science values we are taught all these things but uh, you know who talks about uh, uh, women footballers who have made it in these stories or women sports persons like we talk about them but how much do we talk about them how much you talk about the stories yeah. how much do we talk about when it comes to inspiring those kids so i think as we start you know getting more and more kids uh, or like you know people from that uh, in that uh, young really really young age sector to uh, actually you know start getting an interest in those sports then only will we be able to change uh, see a change when it comes to adult footballers who are you know actually making it because it all starts from uh, the childhood when it comes to most sports persons and i think that's how we can bring on a change of course uh, the investment in the infrastructure is something we both we all know about it's not really happening at the moment and it's something it's something we have been complaining about for years but other than that this grassroots level and you know this change in the mentality from right from the people who are you know in charge of the schools and the academies to actually encourage women footballers is what i think would be a step in you know in the right direction I mean, yes, Adidev, what's your take on this in general? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think uh, the same points along the along the similar lines. Education from a pretty young age, educating uh, educating kids uh, about the uh, about the availability of their kids, uh, educating parents basically about the availability of their kids taking up sports as a profession. 
because yeah. because let's face it we have evolved the society has evolved but if uh, there is if you have a female kid within your households at least 70 to 75% of indian households in my approximation still believe in this fact ki are uska uski shaadi kab karni hai so uh, i mean when you get out of that particular mentality and probably reduce that percentage that approximation of that percentage only then can we slightly move forward and be a little bit more broader in terms of thinking about uh, integrating women into a forget about football integrating women into a more uh, sporting role so yeah. uh, i i think i think that is what first needs change as i said comes down to the uh, comes down to brass tacks that is uh, of the cultural uh, change that uh, that needs to be done in a society that is something that needs to be done primarily for uh, football or women footballers to actually take uh, any effect in the country yeah i mean thank you very much what i'd say is i re- i recently saw the movie shabash me too which is the biopic on mitali raj and i i, I felt it was very nicely filmed they were able to highlight the real issues that it it was not a glorifying movie of any kind but you know i felt the attention to detail was great in terms of how what were the struggles that she had to face but uh with that i uh, we come to an end we come to the end of this episode thank you very much adidev for doing this thank you my re- my regular friend anukash sir for always being here for always bring bringing all these podcasts but yeah i mean still don't forget to follow us on our social media handles on twitter on instagram by the name indie football podcast thank you till until next week when we are probably going to speak some more on the premier league football and others but maybe like 3 months down the line we are we might just come down to women's football yet again and adidev maybe i we just hope for you to be around on channel sir thank sure, you sure 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 it was good thank it was you good. thanks thanks a lot good night Thank mm-hmm. you.